Oh, I can't hear myself. If somebody's coughing, what do you say in Spanish? In English, you said, God bless you. But guess what? Not everybody believes in God. So in Spanish, we say salud, which means have health. Let's practice. I'm coughing. I'm going to cough. <coughs> salud. That will be enough. And the person will say thank you to you. <clears throat> This is a great one. When we refer to a person, we use the word you. In Spanish, you translate as tú. But when you are talking to a person that you just met for the first time, or you're talking to the governor, to the president, for example, to your supervisor or grandparents, you never use the word tú, which in English we use the word you. Just a hint, when you talk to a person which is older than you or has a very important position, you don't say tú, you say Usted. Sounds better and is respectful. Have a good one. Hi, my name is Chadi. I was born here in Florida, but I'm originally from Puerto Rico. My entire family's from Puerto Rico. Uh, and I was not raised uh, traditionally within a traditional Puerto Rican household, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, my grandmother really only speaks English. She's, I mean, really only speaks Spanish. She's working on speaking in English so she can talk to me more now. But back in the day, it was not like that. It was strictly Spanish. Both of my parents are fluent Spanish speakers, but didn't think to teach it to me. <laughs> just uh, did not stick. And it's not like they spoke it to me and I didn't try, they just never did. It was always English in my house. And my mother likes to say it was my dad that preferred it that way, but he would argue that, so I never really knew who decided that for me. Um, I do actually have a distinct memory, though, of when I was younger, my mother only talking to me in Spanish for a day because I wasn't listening. So she kind of used speaking Spanish to me as a punishment. Mm. And I literally went and... <laughs> no, my dad had a, um, a desk in his office and I literally went and hid under the desk because mm. I was upset. So I was like, I don't know what my mother's saying to me and it's making like... I was a kid, so I had so much anxiety because of that. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm angry. I know she's trying to talk to me and I don't know because nobody ever wanted to teach it to me. So I just stayed under there and she felt bad. Mm. So she came in and she got me and she apologized to me. And she was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. And she said it in English, so I was okay. But it's just, like, that's a memory that stuck with me for a long time. And I'm like, maybe I have a fear of speaking Spanish, which is kind of stupid because I don't. But, like, I think of that and I'm like, maybe that, like, kind of holds me back from that. Because a lot of people now will tell me it's my fault that I don't speak Spanish. And I, that's kind of right. I have 
tried. I've tried to get my mom to teach me now, and she's she'll say, oh yeah, sure, I'll teach you, and then she'll, she just won't. Like, she'll forget, and I'll remind her, and she's like, well, you need to remind me, and I'm like, that, I asked you to remind me. Like, I don't know. Just a lot of back and forth between me and my mom about whether or not it's me that kept me from my roots, or whether it was her. Not that I blame her for anything, I definitely could try harder. Um, I also just kind of wouldn't know where to start because she has told me before like, oh, I could just send you to Puerto Rico with your family in Puerto Rico and you'll pick it up in like a month. And I'm like, that, I don't know, that scares me. Being in a place with people I don't really know because my family in Puerto Rico, we don't visit them. I went to Puerto, I've gone to Puerto Rico once in my life and stayed there for maybe like a month, I want to say. And that was when I was in middle school. So I remember Puerto Rico and I remember loving it, but I remember loving it for like the nature and like the like the sights that I would see and how beautiful it was. And I don't really even remember the family that I stayed with while I was there. I just remember like experiencing what I was seeing. And so when she tells me like, oh, I'm going to send you there. And I'm just like, please don't even joke about that because just the idea of being somewhere where I can't communicate with people who are especially supposed to be my family just terrifies me. And maybe that's an anxiety from being around a family that constantly speaks Spanish to me, but also speaks English. To be around people who don't speak English at all would just be, like, terrible. And I shouldn't feel that way, but I do. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a conversation about this with my cousin the other day. Uh -huh. Because she asked me, uh, I was filling out an application for UCF so I can go next year. And they asked that question on there. And she asked me what I put, and I told her that I, of course, put Hispanic Latino, because I do, even though <laughs> I feel like a fake one, I am. I still identify. And I was torn, because <laughs> I didn't, I absolutely did not want to put white, because I just, and that's not, like, meant to be, like, offensive towards white people at all. I just... I feel farther from them in the sense maybe like because I was raised so Americanized I should feel closer to them but I also don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm siding with a race that just feels so separate from my own at least the when I put like black and the afro which again definitely not that is not what I am but I felt more comfortable putting that because I just felt culturally like we were a little bit closer like, they can appreciate what my culture has to offer, my culture can appreciate what they have to offer more so than how a white person can. Not that a white person can appreciate our, both of our cultures, you know, I just felt more familiarity with them. So that's what I put, and that's what I always put, unless I have another option of just like, other, I will put other if I can. Like, and if they ask me to explain, I don't because it's not their business. But if I have to choose between white or black African American, I will choose. The latter. I want to say maybe I've never actually been okay with it. It's more something that I've kind of put on the back burner of my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't speak to these family members, but I never see them anyway. So what's the point? At least like when it comes to the ones that are far away, like in Puerto Rico. The part that makes me say I don't think I've ever been okay with it is I, I absolutely adore my grandma. I love her, but I feel like in all these years, and I'm 21, all these years, I feel like I've never sat down and had a deep conversation with my grandma, and that's because of the language barrier. And 
that hurts and I've never not felt loved by her regardless of the language barrier so I know it doesn't really matter but it does make me sad that she might you know leave one day and I never got to sit down and actually speak with her and that my and it actually kind of broke my heart a little the other day that my mom told me that she's trying to learn English more for that reason and I was like I I need to do better <laughs> as a granddaughter but uh, that being said it um, also tied in with like like our family events, like if my family would all get together, and it was more so like this back in the day, uh, now it's just me and like my cousins that I grew up with, and we all grew up speaking English to each other, so it's more English now at the family events, but back when I was younger, it was a lot of Spanish, my older cousins speaking Spanish to the older family members, the aunts, the uncles, you know, um, the other grandparents, the family friends, and I, being the only kid that was, all my, all my cousins were like high school while I was um, still like in middle school, mm. low middle school. Mm. So I was the youngest at that time and youngest not knowing the language everybody was speaking and just also just feeling really confused as to why I wasn't being spoken to a lot of the time. I just would regress and like go hide like at family events. Like I'd mm. go to a room and I'd deem that room my room <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm gonna be in here the whole time. Let me play in here. But I may be making it sound a little bit sadder than it was I did have a lot of fun at my family events it was, there was just always like times where I would prefer to disappear like I would be there like if we were all dancing and singing and having fun like you know if everybody's doing something that I can be included in of course I was like out there and mingling but um, you know as I got older it got to the point where I just kind of separated myself from them and my family started calling me antisocial and blaming it on the hormones <laughs> you know she's getting older she doesn't want to hang out with us and it wasn't that, you know, I just didn't feel like I belonged with them anymore at that point in my life. And so, no, I wasn't okay with it, but I was okay to get used to it. Like, I was just like, this is kind of like you said, this is natural for me. I'm not okay with it, but it's natural. And it's something I've lived with. And I probably will for a while longer now. And now it's easier because I understand Spanish. I don't speak it. I can't respond to you. But if you speak to me, con like I'll get the context clues and I'll know what you're saying and I'll be able to help you. Like at my job, that's what I do. Spanish people speak to me Spanish all the time because they just assume I know what they're saying. And most of the time I can help them. And sometimes I have to look at my Spanish speaking coworker and be like, you know, give me a little, <laughs> what did they just say at the end there? And she'll tell me and I'm usually good. but. I can never respond to them, and that makes me feel a little bit bad, because <laughs> they look at me like, no Spanish? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no Spanish. Sorry. Mm -hmm, Do you mm -hmm. happen to remember a kid's show called Miami Girl? Miami? No. What is no. that? What is, okay, was that, that on, was like... like a, do you remember PBS Kids, like that channel? Oh, yes, of course. Okay, yeah, it was a PBS Kids show, and okay. it was called Miami Gal, and if I remember correctly, it was like they were just two little Hispanic siblings. And I Miami Gal? And I don't... Whoa. I don't even remember what the show was about. Most of, I just remember always watching it and being like, family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, never oh, heard of Miami Like, they were Gal. the only ones that looked like... Like, that. they looked like me. Like, they were, oh. and they were Hispanic. Gotcha. The little girl always had her hair up in the little, like... So you know how like for a black girl it would be like the beads, like a little girl mm -hmm. she would have the beads. For me at least what I thought for Hispanic girls was like, they always gave us like those little thick hair ties that maybe mm. had the bubbles on them and, then and they, they were would, just like, and yeah. it was either braids or a ponytail. Like right. I was always, I, 
all my baby pictures, I always have braids in them. Oh, okay. And now my little cousin always, like, my little baby cousin, she has my type of hair, so she always has braids. And then, okay. but, and then my other little cousin, who's um, half black, half Puerto Rican, my cousin puts her hair in the little beads, so I just, like, Ooh, I look at them okay. and I'm like, they're adorable. <laughs> That's so interesting. I have to I have to see Miami Gap. I've yeah, never I'm heard of it. Like, that sounds really, really dope. I used to like, oh my god, if it's the same feeling as like when you hear an old childhood like theme song play mm. and you're like, Oh my god, that just opened up a memory that I, I didn't even know I had. Yeah. I that happened the other day <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like yeah, yeah. an old show called Oh my god. Do you remember Shannon's show by any chance? Shannon's show? No. Sh- oh all my these, god. All these, I only like, remember because I, I saw like clips of them on uh, TikTok the other day. And what? I was like, bro, that like, I know this show. I watched that show religiously, but did not remember it until Shannon that second. Oh, I never I heard of Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> what? Is that on PBS <laughs> as well? Shannon. That's on PBS as well? Yeah, it was. What I'm pretty the sure. heck, All man, these old I'm, PBS wow. shows that people wouldn't remember. And I'm wow, just like, I feel, wow, 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 wow. you know, now that I think about it, back then they might have been a little bit more culturally, um, and like ambiguous like they yeah were yeah, there, yeah but absolutely now absolutely. it feels like it's a little bit more skewed to yeah no no, no I, I i agree because I, I i start thinking about just some of the obscure ones that mm, freaking baby's kids you remember baby's kids i don't even baby's think they were kids. spanish kids. <laughs> <laughs> i just that was that one but that was like it was an ethnic group i don't remember if they were specifically oh hispanic but there was a lot of mixed people in that oh cartoon oh my this is blowing my mind right now <laughs> i never thought they had these on pbs kids because mm-hmm. most of the time like i don't really remember what i used mm-hmm. to watch i think back when we were younger you know like we're not thinking about time zones so i'm not thinking like it's gonna come in at 8 30 a.m this morning i'm gonna watch miami gala <laughs> i just thought like this is what they have on tv right now oh my God. and so electric company was one that i used to watch a I, lot mm-hmm. um, i don't remember the theme song but i know what, what you're talking about i can't remember anything about electric company other than the fact that <laughs> this did you story. find it i did i found the theme song I, you probably still won't remember it but like just you can already tell it's <laughs> Oh, see, I do. Oh, yeah. That's rad stuff. Oh, my God. And then you watch that theme. No, and then, like, it's like, it's. That's why I like this show as a kid. (laughs) Very, like, Dora the Explorer. Yeah, very, very. But I think this one was more like wow. focused on like how Hispanic culture mixed with um, American culture because they were really um, a Spanish. Family. I immediately grooved out to that. Yeah, <laughs> I, bro, I used to like now that it was playing, I was like, I remember loving this mm, as a kid. Yes, I, I, I guess for me, I didn't I didn't really see any of those. I just didn't know those existed at the time. I like, yeah, like I said, like the only thing I can remember from Electric Company is like the um where they they were writing words down and so he had a golf bag and the golf bag was with like colors and pencils and so the guy's like um he's going down to the pitch right now and he's going to write a letter down and then oh it's a c very good very good very then they just like clap their hands and i'm like what is happening (laughs) but this is so good but that's crazy that those existed because i never really knew i guess for my sense um i didn't know you know you know when you're younger you don't really think about um where those come from and uh when they had those uh a lot of what we had even though they were there they were saturated by just like american television shows and that's what we just kind of we just kind of um feed it off of like i remember watching like the nickelodeon game shows a lot when i was a kid you know we obviously had 
Yeah, we had. Yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. Like we just had like those. Um, we we just had that real interesting time of kids shows that I think about now that were really good. Um, not to say that none of them are pretty good now, but back then there was just something going on. Um, really quick, you were talking about princesses though. While we're on the subject of princesses, the fact that the only kind of representation that we have for a Hispanic princess is oh. the character that they put in the kids show. Oh, um, uh, Elena. Of Elena, Sun- yeah. But and like, yeah. I like I was happy when I first heard that she was coming. I was upset when I found out she was only a t- TV show. Every other princess got a movie, right. and the only Hispanic representation at all, even though it's a fake place mm. made up and like all these fake stuff da, 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 she's only a, in a kid's show on the absolutely yeah, and, like, yeah. That's a little and i don't unfair. think there's anybody else right there's no, no. other princess that would mm-hmm. like they, no one else can fit that bill there's a print and like not that there's a princess for every single like culture and representation right. but there's like at least i think kinda i mean there obviously could be way more representation for the black community as well princess tiana was a frog for most of her movie she right. didn't even get to be black yeah, I, for most of her movie. No, exactly. That's, but, yeah. um, you know, like, black little girls have her. The only, like, when I was a little girl, and this was um, my mistake growing up, the only princess I would try to be like, I look like her, I relate to her, is Princess Jasmine. Because she was the only tanned princess that I, and I was like, the, I don't know, she, like, she had the ethnic features that I would look at and be like, oh, I look like her. Like, I wouldn't look at Pocahontas, who's technically a chief's daughter, but counted as a Disney princess. I wouldn't look at her and be like, oh, I look like her. I knew that she was Native American. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was just, it was very like... Yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah. I grew up and I realized that Princess Jasmine wasn't me either. She was a, supposed to be a representation for, like, Arabic and that t- and that type of culture over there. And um, Egyptians and, and them over there. And I watched the Aladdin movie and that made me realize it even more. I was like, wow. Like, as a kid, I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, I mean, and I knew I was wrong and it didn't make me upset i love it i love learning about other cultures but it, i was like n- there's no hispanic princess for the like the latin like the latinx the little latina girls we have no idea like they have Correct. no one they can look yeah, at elena absolutely. and see her on tv but like they, she doesn't have a movie you know like yeah. she doesn't have all like all this merchandise she isn't, she isn't counted as one of the disney princesses in that sense yeah. like i don't think i've seen her at disney if i if she is there i'm sorry i'm wrong but i don't think i've seen her right. there walking right. around like, I don't know, that to me is a little bit unfair. There's a representation for almost every other thing except for us when I it agree. comes to the Disney princesses, at least. And I think it's, it's funny that you bring that up, too, because I, I started thinking about not necessarily the princes, but just in general, any characters, any male characters, just there is it really isn't nothing at all, if I can think at the top of my head. If there was only thing that I had was probably, you know, it's funny how <laughs> do you bring that up? about like someone representing you in the closest way you can the closest person at the time i think my mom was a big fan of tarzan and so i would watch tarzan on the vhs like constantly and out of all the characters i felt really good with it was only tarzan which was funny because we necessarily don't know where he's from we know he's british england um but then after that he's just kind of taken away from that context so for the longest time i kind of felt the same way there was no context or anything that i could kind of branch off to so someone that didn't have anything growing into something else different was what I kind of felt. Well, my mom wants me to try uh, Babbel because like, she keeps seeing commercials for it. And she's like, it says you'll learn a new language in three weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Or you could teach me for free. But uh, that never goes anywhere. But hypothetically speaking, <laughs> Hopefully, 
I will eventually start learning Spanish. Uh, the thing that's holding me back the most probably is my own fear of failure. Just, I, I get very embarrassed when I try to speak Spanish. I've tried to, like, confidently speak Spanish to someone just to see if I could get through it, like, with small sentences that I knew. And it always kind of ends with them, like, kind of laughing at me, maybe pitying me, and like, oh, you're doing, you try so hard, it's okay. And like, I get, they're not trying to be a downer, but when I get those reactions, I, it just makes me not want to speak Spanish at all. Uh, I'm just a little bit embarrassed, and I know, and I know, like, my, my mom tries to tell me my accent is good, but I know I don't sound like a fluent speaker, so it makes me just a little bit self-conscious about trying. Um... She always said, like the like our um our pastor at our church. He is white, but he speaks Spanish because he learned it when he went to. Oh my god! Ah, I feel bad. Forgive me, Bill. I forgot where he went, but he went somewhere on a missionary trip, and he learned Spanish. And um, he doesn't have a good accent either. So my mom will try to say that to me. He's like, his accent is bad, and he's and people understand him, and they're okay with it. And I'm like, yeah, but he's white. They'll look at him and go, oh, he's he's he knows the language. He can talk to us. I am very obviously Spanish, so when people look at me, they assume I speak it, and when I don't, you know, when I sound... People of your own culture will be more judgmental from someone who's not, and I've heard that from other cultural perspectives, uh, but in our case, if I don't speak Spanish, Spanish people will look down on me, and that I, so... When I try to speak Spanish, I still get looked down on, so I tend not to speak it, um, but I still want to learn. And in the future, when I start learning, if I ever become fluent, if I ever, I always said that I'd probably just marry someone who's fluent in Spanish, so that way they can teach you the best. I always heard the best way to learn a new language is to find a lover who speaks it. So um, <laughs> that's kind of the idea. Not that I'm not open to everything else, obviously in life, but that was what I thought when I was younger. I'll marry someone who's Spanish, speaks Spanish. I'll learn Spanish teach Spanish to our kids because I don't I and even if I've never learned Spanish I'll at least want my kids to somehow learn it if I have to have my mom do it if I have to have another family member do it I will because I don't want them to grow up uh, that the way I felt I want them to feel more in touch with their roots and so, um, I'm not <laughs> at least right now something else I want to work on before you know I have to move out of my mom's house and start living on my own I'm a terrible cook I don't know how to cook at all but I absolutely love our food. Our food is amazing. My cousins are amazing cooks and I hope that one day that they'll teach me, but I am not good at that. So that's something else that I'd love to be able to learn because then, you know, like um, we were talking about earlier, you were talking about something I'd want to pass down. Um, you know, just like, we don't really have traditions, but we have things that we've always done. And I guess that's kind of what a tradition is, but we don't do it in terms of like, oh, we have to do it because it's tradition. We're just doing it because that's how we, you know, how we've always done it in our family. like. Like my family, empanadas, we call them pastelios in my family. And um, they're a little, and I know that they're not exactly the same, like um, translated wise, but that's just like when I was little, I thought that, that they were the same thing. People were like, no, they're actually different. But that's just, my family always called them that instead of empanadas. And so like that's like little things like that. Um, I, my family, like everyone in my family has like always loved to dance when we were young, like um, we used to dance more when I was younger at the family parties. It used to be uh, much more fun. The I think the music back then, um, they liked it more. <laughs> uh, so we listened to it more back then and I was always dancing with someone. 
and at my quince I was dancing um the Spanish music I was dancing with one of my family members or one of my friends always so um my love for you know our spending that like bachata and salsa and all that good stuff dancing dancing is probably the one time i ever feel actually very hispanic i can get on the dance floor and start moving and be like oh yeah and so they'll definitely know in spanish now like i may not be able to cook i may not speak it but just watch you, you'll know but um <laughs> besides that like you know my love for stuff like that my love for our culture i um uh, they're like when and now that I say dance there are like things that about our culture that I want to learn more of because uh, like I uh, Will see like videos of women in Puerto Rico dancing with the long the long uh, flare skirts and like the way that they dance with those and I'm like that is just so pretty and it just looks like it like the, it's It's rooted in so much like tradition and culture and I'm just like I would like want to learn about that I want to know more about it um my dad actually sat me down a long time ago and made me watch a documentary about uh, Spanish people. And he was just like, you need to learn more about us. And I was just like, okay. And actually, I have no idea where, he, where it was, no idea where he got it was. I don't know the name of it. He just literally sat me in front of a laptop and was like, here, watch this. And I was like, okay. And I watched it and I enjoyed it. And they talked about Shakira and they talked about some, um, some other... Uh, I think they talked about Mark Anthony, like they talked about a whole bunch of other Hispanic artists and celebrities and how, you know, being Hispanic affected them and how they grew in the industry. And it was really, like, nice to see that. Um, and I bring that up just because Shakira does that, um, uses the the dress and the, the flair a lot in and, and, and her videos sometimes. And I don't know, just again, something I want to learn, so something for me to learn to pass and to keep passing down to people, to my kids, hopefully, in the future, because I do want kids, you asked me that before, I do want a family, I grew up an only child, so the idea of having another only child just, I feel so bad, like, no, you need some brothers and sisters growing up, I think, I mean, I turned out fine, but definitely there are things in my life that could have been better with the family members, I guess that's part of my family that's also not very Hispanic <laughs> because and it's not you know like no fault of my parents my mother just you know couldn't have another uh, child but um, all my other family members have at least one two three brothers and sisters I have a lot of cousins like big Hispanic families but for me I didn't have that growing up I didn't have constantly you know people around me how we're in a you know uh, the Hispanic families you'll see on TV are like five of them crammed in a little apartment and like they're mm -hmm. constantly together and I'm like yeah and it, it is like that for others but like for me I didn't grow up that way just because I wasn't raised in a traditionally Hispanic house in terms of you know like we didn't have Puerto Rican flags all over the place and like that's that's my grandma's house <laughs> my house is very like understated very white everything and like and, oh god I don't mean white as in like people I mean white as in our appliances but <laughs> the when I said that I was like okay. I came out wrong but like white appliances like everything very understated that's funny um, nice whereas my grandma's house is like, oh yes, oh, Spanish music <laughs> playing all the time and let's have a Puerto Rican flag on every wall and the clock is has a Puerto Rican flag in oh, it. Yeah. Represent always, put a little coqui magnet on the fridge, you know what I'm talking That's about? That's fantastic. But um, I wasn't, you know, raised in that environment, but I was still raised by two full-blooded Puerto Rican Hispanic parents. So that meant uh, I was raised, uh, don't have an attitude don't react certain ways like we're just we are raised a little bit differently than um 
some of our lighter complected counterparts. I had a friend uh, back in the day who I would watch her interact with her parents and just be scared for her. Because I was like, you were going to get your, your butt handed to you 100%. And then watch nothing happen to them. And I'm like, if I pulled that on my mom or my dad, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be alive right now. I wouldn't be here to speak to you. I, um, her, her father would literally tell her he loved her. And he'd be like, oh, shut up, dad. Like, I, I don't have time for you. And I'm like, it sounds so bad, but she would really do that. And I just look at her, I'm like, you don't think that your father, like, appreciates? And, like, your father's just trying to tell you love you. You don't appreciate that? And she's like, I know he loves me. He loves me all the time. It's annoying. And I'm like... One day he's not going to be there to do that for you. I just, I think maybe, and this might sound bad, but um, Hispanic culture, we're a little bit more, family means a little bit more to us, I think, because they, she would hang up the phone uh, with her family members and she wouldn't say I love you. And that's, and for some families it could be a reflection of how the relationship is with, you know, amongst the family members. But I know I was, I was her best friend. I knew how everything was working. She just... I, I felt didn't appreciate her dad um, and the way like he really tried for her and tried to be there a lot for her and I always told her I was like I tell my mom I, like even if we had an argument on the phone I always say I love you to my mom when I hang up because you never want the last words you say to someone to be something like that you know um, and in my f and you know like and I think it's like this for most uh, Hispanic people we always greet each other with like a little kiss a hug and at family events, you have to say hello and goodbye to everyone. It's a, it's a greeting. It's a ceremony. You gotta walk up to every single person, look them in the eye. Hi, nice to see you. Mwah. It's been a while. Da, da, da. And I, at my friends' events, like, we wouldn't do that. They would just walk in and we'd go sit in a corner. And like, I mean, I'd go sit in a corner too after I said hi to everybody. It was just, it was a respect thing. It was um, oh, we always had to be more respectful. Uh, I guess the one thing that like my mother was always a little bit different on is most Hispanics run on theirs had their time like there's Dominican time, there's Mexican time, uh, Puerto Rican time, but my mom raised me to be very punctual so I guess that's a little bit different. She was she we both have a thing about that now like be on time to everything, don't be late. It's just but <laughs> others of us will just be like oh this is gonna start at five. It actually started at seven thirty. Like that, like that's when the actual party started. People started mm. showing up at like six. Like it's just everybody. It's oh, so like things like that. Like the way I behave, I feel like I will remain more respectful than other people would because of the the parents I was raised by. Um, they their parents were strict with them. My parents were strict with me. They were more lenient in the sense that <laughs> my my father. I, I'll put it. Give an example. And actually my mother too. This is really funny. Both of them had very extreme moms. Um, <laughs> my grandmother was very feisty. On my mother's side, literally went to school, to her, to my mom's school, to fight with a child <laughs> that hurt my mom. And other way around, my grandma on my mother's side had to literally leave her job to go home to get my dad to stop him like from going back to school with like... Oh, I don't know, I think he took like a hammer or like a bat or something. He was gonna fight with somebody and she like literally left work and went home and like <laughs> and took care of it. Like she made, you know. But so they just like, they were both raised in strict ways. Um, parents that cared strict households. Um, my parents were more lenient with me. They gave me a little bit more freedom. But still strict enough to where I respected them. 
fear them maybe a little bit. <laughs> it's probably not okay to say that. But, you know, it's a, you know, that's, his, fathers will do that, mothers will do that. It's a, it's how they raise you. Um, and I think I turned out alright. <laughs> I guess I want to get to a point where, a point in my life where I'm making things that make me happy and doing things that make me happy in the sense that, like, right now the job that I'm working is definitely not the job that I want for the rest of my life and you know I'm content doing it for now but I'm not happy I don't want to spend the, the rest of my life doing like maybe I don't want to spend the rest of my life sitting behind a desk and staring at a computer screen all day that's not the life that I envision for myself um, and some people feel like they're meant for like greater things like some people think that they're you know gonna change laws and like become president and they definitely change the world and some people are definitely going to do that um but i i, I kind of knew that wasn't me like i my the purpose that i always felt for myself wasn't to go out and like um change the world i always felt that i liked i like to learn about people i like to learn about people's behaviors and that for me tying in like tying into my love for acting and film um, you can always see such human stories and um, the way that people can bring those out in film and television and, and books and I want to be able to share my thoughts, ideas and opinions with people through what I make in the future. I want to do film, I want to write stories maybe. I just want to, my creative outlet would be like um, you know, writing. It's either going to be like scripts for movie shows or just books. I haven't really kind of decided where I'm going in that sense, but definitely, I definitely want to do something with film. And I watch so many movies and I have, and I can watch one movie and sit there and have so many thoughts because of how the writer and the director put it together. And it's so thoughtful and intricate and I want to be able to do that. I want people to look at it and find little details and make it make sense and make make the bigger picture like how we were talking about for spider-verse they showed like his internal struggle of belonging to two places but never actually belonging anywhere without ever putting that in your face it was so poetic and um i can only hope that one day i'll be able to do something so genius and it ties in almost perfectly to um, our conversation about Hispanic cultures because for Miles Morales, if we're still using this example, one of his struggles of not knowing where he belonged, he was a mixed kid. And they kind of showed that, they showed that struggle very subtly, but they still showed it. And it was, the, rep the representation was good in that sense. And I think that if I learn more about my culture and immerse myself in it more, that I'll be able to eventually show other people that as well through my writing and through the directing or film or whatever it is that I'm going to do in the future. I just hope that I can touch people in some way. I Fame has never really been my goal. Success? Yeah, sure, I want to be successful. I want people to love my work. I don't need people to love me because not nobody's ever going to love you 100%. Um, so I say that because if I'm an actress, People can say that, oh, she did good, oh, she did bad, like, she sucks, she's great, she's amazing. Like, everybody's opinion will be different, but I hope that 
regardless of what you think of me, at least that the words that I say, the way that I say them, what I wrote, what I write, I hope that it can make you see things differently, give you a new perspective, make you not change your mind, but just maybe open up a little bit more. Because I'll never tell people, I'll never, like, I give opinions to people and I'll never tell them, your opinion is wrong because of, because mine is right. You have your opinion, I have mine, I want to hear it. And I'll tell you why I think my opinion is the way, like, why I think the way I think. But I, all I ask of you is to genuinely open and give my idea, a, like, genuinely go over it in your mind, give it a thought. And I think that directors and screenwriters and playwriters, they, they can all do that. And um, and that's that's my that's my goal. That's my I guess my dream. I want to be able to do that. And I guess if you want to include American Dream into that, yeah, I wouldn't say like white picket fence, but I want to do all that successfully and still have a family because um, I grew up with my dad constantly being at work, and I don't. Um, like, I don't hate him for that or anything. He had to work to provide for us, and that's okay. But I still think there's a way to do your job and be there for your family. And I want to prove that fact. So I plan to be successful in the future and still have a loving family. Um, so that would be my American dream.